0: I joking when I said this year is going to be a good start, even extending itself to my podcast. Well, this is a plus episode of January ed- edition. We started season 3 at the beginning of the year and we are on a mini episode, which I would call my third episode for the month. So I can say this is episode 3... yeah 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 that's enough so i was going to make collaboration then in the studio i have an amazing personality with me here who's going to blow your minds in every aspect of our lives we are creating something different something new in our various feeds so do do not make it look like it's just for people who create content this particular topic is about what we can do differently in content creation And it has to do with everybody, your field, what are you doing differently and how can you top up your game in 2020. So, welcome on board with me, I'm not going to introduce him now, but you're going to be hearing his voice and if you know you're going to be falling in love, you need to put yourself on check because that is a married man there. Okay, so guys, it's your girl Abitoka, how you doing? We're about to shut down the place on another episode and this time we're going to be learning life applicable lessons in our professional field. So, boom, bye.
1: Let's go. Okay, so we'll be talking about creating content and how we can do it differently in 2020. And Mm -hmm. we have Michael Okuma on this particular episode of this podcast. So, I'm going to be asking you a few questions. Oh. mr michael
2: okay hope
1: you're
2: ready. oh yeah sure i was born ready
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so now my first question is as a content creator okay in 2020 what are the steps that you need to take that would make what you're doing now different from what you have done before
2: right well i think there are three basic steps uh to achieving that and And firstly, there has to be a review. You have to look back at uh, what you have done and you have to see what worked and what did not work, you know, because a lot of times content creators are driven by passion. And sometimes you create a content, not because, uh, not because you think people are going to like it, but because, I mean, you just feel good about it. And so you create uh, all sorts of stuff. And then sometimes some kinds of contents perform better than some other kinds of content. In terms of uh, the response you get from your audience, uh, in terms of you know how likable the the content is, in terms of the impact that it creates in your in your community, and and then when you have reviewed all you've done, then you pick out all the stuff that has worked better, and then you plan to do more of those, and finally you act. And I think the third step is the most important of of all the steps because a lot of creators think about things that they'd like to do and they have all those beautiful ideas but they never gets worked on them and so uh, weeks and months and you know maybe a whole year goes by and it's all stories of all the things that could have been but never were so I think uh, there has to be review of all that's happened the plan to do better and you know taking actual actions and and, you know, get whatever it is you're, you're working on done.
1: Okay. Um. You know that sometimes it's actually hard to know what the people actually buy. When creating content sometimes, what might seem like it's an awesome content to you might not actually appeal to your listeners or your buyers. Mm-hmm. So how do you think we could get a wrap around, you know, figuring out what your audience actually wants?
2: Well, uh, I think there, there has to be feedback. You know, uh, communication experts have... Made it clear to us over and over again that complication isn't complete if there isn't feedback. And so when you're putting all your content out there, you're looking at, uh, okay, let's think of maybe a Facebook post or an Instagram post or YouTube video. People get the chance to comment on this content. They get chances to like or dislike, and then they get to share. So usually people, someone would share a piece of content if they felt it was really beautiful or if it was quite impactful. People would give a like if they if they like what they're saying. I mean, it's that simple. And then they'll give comments. And sometimes these comments can be positive or negative. Sometimes get comments and they're like, man, I really like this. I really enjoy this. I think this was fantastic. And sometimes they're like, man, um, uh, this is bad. The lighting is bad. Uh, the Your message is twisted. I don't agree with these points. And that way it's very easy to tell uh, what is working because you see the contents we make are for other persons to consume and it's you can't be the judge and jury in your own matter so let the persons you've made it for tell you if they if they really like it and and sometimes your audience might be responding very positively to a content you're not passionate about and yeah. you know what the what the experts think is give them what they want cuz finally you want to make money you want to You want to blow up. You want to become influential or, you know, whatever it is you make content for. But I know most people make content because maybe they want to add value, but then they also want to get some value back. They want to make some money or make... Gets uh, some some form of reward, and if your audience don't like what you're doing, you're not going to get that reward. That's what I think.
1: All right. You said something about uh, wanting to get money from the impact you're creating. Now, for those people that are actually starting out with content creating, do you think that money should be like one of priorities at that moment because they'll have to go through different stages. And do you think like money should be on top of the list for them.
2: Well, personally, uh, personally, I think money is very very important and you know when I started off I was thinking like okay let's concentrate on you know making the world a better place contributing our creativity our knowledge our skills to improving society to improving the lives of people but at the end of the day what happened was I would get depressed every now and then and I would quit you know because uh, no matter the motivation for doing what you're doing if the reward isn't there you're going to burn out and, and eventually you're going to stop because I, I yeah. know you know this, you know, think yeah. of it's, it's a capital intensive. You have to spend money to be on this call. You have to spend money to get all the apps you need, get the gadgets you need, uh, edit your stuff. It takes a toll on you. It takes your time. It takes your energy. You have to uh, do trainings from time to time, learning, you know, better editing skills and all that. And then you have to pay for data to upload the stuff and to share them and promote them. And people pay money for promotions. So it costs, yeah. costs money to make uh, content. And when uh, people who think the way I used to think that let's just do this for the fun of it, let's do this for creativity's sake, eventually they'll burn out and they don't go far in, in the industry. But people who yeah. are, those who survive eventually are those who learn how to you know how to think about the money, yeah, and that's a, that's a good motivation. You know, just looking at that wallet and seeing the money dropping, I said, Okay, yeah, fifteen dollars, dollars, a hundred. Okay, I hit a hundred dollars in a week. That's that sort yeah. of motivation. And then when you have, when you can make, you know, maybe a thousand dollars in a week, you know how excited you'd be. You know, you yep. you would quit your job, you quit school, you just go and uh, create <laughs> content on the full time basis, and nobody is going to tell you to, to do things differently. Because you're seeing the results. So yeah, yeah, uh, while some people are misled to imagine that money should not be on the top of the list, in my opinion, I think that the sooner you can monetize your content, the more motivated you'll be, the longer you would last in the game, and the more satisfying the whole experience should be. So if money making is not on top of your content creation, uh, maybe goals please put it there <laughs> Money is a
1: very, very big motivation for lots of people even though you try to hide it like you finally get to that point where you just feel like i'm just doing this, this without a reason oh,
2: yeah. i got to
1: that point remember when i started my podcast and you put me through monetizing the podcast mm-hmm. before then i was at the point where i was like okay i must create a podcast every week and then i got to this point where i was like okay twice twice a month and mm. then I was like, okay, it could be once a month. <laughs> and I said, get to the point but I just felt like, what's the need for this thing anyway? Exactly. Money should be, yeah, it should be prioritized, but yeah. your passion should also matter, right?
2: Oh, yeah, of course it should. It should. You know, uh, so finding the balance between staying passionate and uh, wanting to make the money. Because so then you look at most of the contents that go viral or across social media platforms, they are not exactly uh, educating or edifying. You know, it could be a dog dancing or, you know, a child falling asleep. A lot of the contents that go viral, they don't have any academic value. Maybe yeah. maybe you'd have a good laugh. But then whoever made that content is going to cash out big. So, so yeah. what makes you the most money may not be what you're most passionate about. But what I'm learning to do now is to mix them up. So, you know, every once in a while, do something for the passion, but then you have to double down on what makes you the money because that's what you need to keep the passion alive. Passion dies when the money goes away.
1: Yeah. I think there's something beautiful about content creating. It just gives you that, that view where you can see things from different perspectives. Yeah. Now, like you said, you might not exactly enjoy doing this particular journey or or probably creating content about a particular thing but the people enjoy it and then you do it Mm
3: -hmm. you might not
1: feel passionate but at a point you get to that point where you just understand how people see things
3: okay
1: it's different from how you do so it's like living the lives of other people and getting to understand things getting insights on different things yeah i hope you agree on that one
2: i totally agree with you and you know that's something i'm enjoying right now because uh, after creating podcasts for almost a year all by myself, I'm like, you know what, I'm done with this. So lately, I've had a number of guests come into uh, our studio and then we've recorded episodes together. And it's so fun because then, number one, you don't have to do all the heavy lifting. And number two, you get to see from uh, different perspectives. And, you know, it's, it's beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful learning process for you. It's entertaining and fulfilling. So, uh, I, I totally agree with uh, what you said. Content creation, you know, it's one thing I wouldn't trade for anything else in the world. And I mean it. Oh,
1: right. Okay. So, as a content creator, what do you think I can do differently with my social media skills? Like, some of us have lacking social media skills. Some of us do not have enough audience. And then our content doesn't get to as much people as we wanted to. In 2020, a lot of people really, like, struggled with it. But... I think there are ways we could work it out. So what do you think? Like, how do you think we could do it?
2: Okay, so uh, there are a few things I think uh, content creators can do differently. And first would be understanding that social media platforms are a are marketplace, you know, more or less. And you, you can't afford to have social media profiles that are incomplete. You cannot afford to social media profiles that are inconsistent, you know, and then... Sometimes you have uh you have people who use very different names for different social media platforms. So my name is Michael Okoman. and then on Instagram I'm IC IC Mikey Princey you know on Twitter I am <laughs> I'm the emir of of on you know
3: Are you kidding me? Oh
2: so, like I'm I'm making this <laughs> all, that's that's those are not my my handles but then I'm just making this Oh
1: my I, I I really did it. <laughs>
2: So, but like, <laughs> when you go to Twitter, you see all those stuff, of, uh, yeah, of uh, Emi of Lagos, the Duke of this one, the King of Africa. Yeah. You go to Facebook, <laughs> people use you know, all sorts of names. Uh, Instagram is different and everywhere is different. And, you know, content creators need to learn how to harmonize all of their accounts. So if I am Abbey Talker, on facebook i should be abby talk on instagram on twitter on youtube i should be every talker everywhere so that when people want to search for for me it's easy for them to find me across platforms you know and then uh, people need to learn that uh, social media spaces are just that social media spaces so i have a number of friends and some content creators who say well you know i don't accept friend requests on facebook from people i don't know and i'm like are you kidding me? I accept from everybody. In fact, I need as many friends as possible. Because if I have five thousand friends on Facebook, I make a post. There's a chance that five thousand persons will see them on their timeline. You know, so if I were to market uh, an episode of this podcast to my five thousand friends, you know, they all won't click on it because there is that. There is that. Uh, it's called a one percent rule. Now, the one percent rule says that if you make a post. Only about 10% of the people who see it will actually click on it. So, um, if I make a post, I have 10,000 impressions, chances are only 1,000 persons will stop to look at it. But then yeah. only 100 persons will actually buy. So, that's like only 1% are likely to buy, and only about 10% of all the people who see your content are likely to you know, actually take a closer look at it, try to understand what you're talking about and all that. So when people understand this rule, then they know that there is a certain benefit to putting your message out to as many people as possible, not just your family members, not just your close friends, not just the people on your WhatsApp contact. You know, you'd want as many people as possible. And then when you look at some of the biggest brands, you know, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, you know, think of the biggest brands in the world. They're advertising every day. You know, Pepsi has adverts with uh, Messi, with Ronaldo, with the biggest stars in the world, and they make these adverts every few months. There's a new one, and there's a reason they do that because the more people see the adverts, the more the chances that people are going to want to, uh, you know, want to patronise them. So, the, the tip is very simple: create a create a solid profiles on your social media platforms, ensure that there's a consistency uh, between all those platforms. And then, you know, share your content shamelessly. You know, that's the word. Though.
1: Shameless. Yes. Hashtag that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, share your content shamelessly. There is nothing to be ashamed about. And then this is coming from me. I had a YouTube channel for one year and I did not share anything. Like for a whole 12 months, I felt like you know, I'm one of those <laughs> who used to believe that if, if your content is good, enough, people are going to find it. But you see, eh? no matter how good your content is, there is something I learned from a friend. She said that your business is like a wheelbarrow. If you don't push it, it's not going anywhere. And sometimes for content creators, it's about the same. You know, celebrities are not so famous because they didn't just become famous. A lot of them spend a lot of money promoting their social media platforms, getting shoutouts from influencers, you know, getting the big blogs to feature their posts. And You know, some of these are promotional, um, you know, social media promotional strategies that, the big shots use because they can afford to, you know, but then when you can, when you don't have that kind of money and uh, you have nothing to give in re- return for shout outs and all that, then ensure that you, you share your, your content and, you know, do that consistently. They stop people, bother them, and eventually a few persons will find it uh, exciting. So I think social media is a very powerful tool and will always be a very powerful tool and if you're a content creator you have to find uh, social media platforms that work for you because i believe every social media platform can work for all of us so for you it might be facebook there are people who are like facebook rock stars but you go to twitter they don't exist there there are people who are like twitter uh, influencers but then you go to instagram they are nowhere to be found so yeah. it, it takes like a really big short with you know very good staffing to appear on all social media platforms. You know, you're rocking on, on TikTok, you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're everywhere. What I can advise, you know, come in the coming year, content creators can find maybe one or two platforms where they can thrive and, you know, try as much as possible to blow up their followership, you know, blow up, blow up everything they can and concentrate more on sharing their content there. <laughs> So they can also throw it in uh, elsewhere, but at least if you can become an influencer in one in one platform, you'd go a very way to help your brand.
1: Wow, that's amazing. I seriously do think that activity on social media should be like very key. Because yeah. I noticed that there was a time where I stopped using one of my social media accounts. Yeah. And then when I posted something, when I posted something later on after taking like a very long break on Instagram, yeah. my likes just like my likes went down <laughs> okay like it went so down i was like it was like i was never there <laughs> so i feel like yes you should always post like you said shamelessly disturb them like shove it in their faces mm-hmm. my sister was doing that at the point on facebook she kept on posting about her business and at that point she had not been getting deals and contracts yet yeah. but she just kept doing it at the point i was like guy you need to stop this thing like cut us some slack But she was like, consistency. And she said that to me that and I felt, oh. And there was a day she got a job from someone who's online. And the person just referred her to someone else. And the person that was referred to her said, yes, he actually did see her post on some of those things. And that was the reason why he just picked up his phone and called her. Yeah. So I guess at the end of it all, activity on social media will definitely pay off. You don't have to have like the most mind-blowing followership sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I have I have just, just hundred people viewing my WhatsApp status, but I can convert like twenty five of them into buyers.
2: Interesting, and that's yeah. That's, high. that's cool. You must be pretty good at this thing.
1: The point is catch attention. It might seem like they are not being converted into buyers of your content and stuff mm-hmm. for now, but at the point where they need you, they know they've been seeing you because you put yourself out there, and uh, they definitely will come uh, for you. A very
2: interesting thing, right? You know, there is this thing they call the WhatsApp TV now, where yeah, relate contacts, and you know, I have friends who have thousands of contacts on their on their WhatsApp. Like, oh, like (laughs) I should send this stuff to share on your WhatsApp, man. And you know, like they they put up all the stuff, you know, entertaining, and because then I've come to realize that even in my WhatsApp viewing experience, there are certain people I always want to view their status because they always have fun stuff. And then there are yeah. people who always have boring stuff and, you know, those are the ones you just keep or sometimes you just totally avoid looking at. But people who have very interesting things on their WhatsApp, you want to, to look at, at it. And, and that's kind of cool. Oh,
3: people are kind of-
2: sales, like exactly. loads and loads of sales on their, on their WhatsApp. And these are numbers they have. And then again, I think of uh, friends who would say, eh, I don't take people's numbers. though. So I can't just save anybody's number. And oh, where do you know me from? Who are you? What again? My friend, (laughs) I save every goddamn number, any number I get now, I save it, you know, because that's one more person who could see something on my status and might be interested in clicking, you know, just for the fun of it or maybe because they're genuine. Unless it's a a
3: stalker.
1: (laughs) Do you know that people just add you up and stalk the hell out of your life?
2: Well, okay, yeah. Uh,
1: they do that and some of them are just some of them are even furry numbers that you just be like oh my god this person again mm, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then it's not
2: don't mind me i find it difficult to relate with uh, certain uh concepts because well uh i know there are certain persons who are a little more vulnerable to these things and okay not vulnerable a little more some people are more targeted And I think ladies are more easily targeted than men. I I know there are ladies who are stalkers also, but I don't know if anyone has stalked me in the past. I don't pay attention to these things, but I hear that a lot with with ladies. And so it's also important for some persons to have like two lines, a business line, where they save every contact they get and they can sell their market there. And then you can have a personal yeah. line where they relate with their close associates and friends and family members. You know, I think, uh, that, that also works. So if a stalker gets a business number, because really I, I can't put my personal number on Facebook and on Instagram, you know, but then I can put the business line there. And then when people call there, we told, okay, this is an official number or this is uh office number for service. And, and then they get to know, but uh, besides that, uh, the personal one, yeah, stays for close associates and friends, and and then if you call the number, I know you know who you're talking to, you know. And but yeah. but then the business line, ah, oh, yeah, we put it everywhere okay. can, so we can we can do both. We can market on both the business line and the personal line. And if uh, if people start stalking the the business line, that's fine. You can easily block them or <laughs> save yourself. All right. Place, yeah.
1: All right, so that has been a very deep insight into what we can do differently in 2021. So I can say that those that are going to listen to this podcast will definitely learn from what you said today. But we are at this segment where I ask you a question. It's basically like a fill in the gap segment. I make a sentence and then you fill it up with what you think should complete it. The first thing that comes to your mind.
2: Interesting.
1: And I have three of those questions, just three. The first one is I wish everyone knew that.
2: That I'm a podcaster and that listen to my podcast every day, every day, like every morning.
1: Oh my god, that is you marketing yourself right now. That counts.
2: <laughs> the platform and I
1: Okay. I would love to do that differently in twenty twenty one.
2: Yeah, I'd love to promote. Uh, my content differently in 2021 i'd love to be more available to my family friends and to all the people i work with uh, am i am i allowed to even give more than one response
1: yeah no just one
2: okay yeah so <laughs> i'd love to promote my content more i need to make more money man i need the money
1: yeah money money is the energy yeah
2: <laughs> yes give me more of that
1: Okay, so the biggest lesson that you've learned in the last 12 months?
2: Is to believe in myself and, you know, never back down. Just keep going hard.
1: Awesome. That's beautiful. Okay. Mr. Michael Ukuma, it's been amazing having you on my podcast. And I wish we could do some other time. Again and again, lots of collaborations like that.
3: Yeah, I mean,
2: that's uh, one of the things I actually want to do uh, in the coming year. I want to do lots and lots of collaborations. And I'm so, so excited to be on your podcast. It's been a long time coming. I've always wanted this. You know, but uh, sometimes we juggle too many things. It's difficult to settle for for everything. But I'm glad I'm finally here. And I hope to be back again. It's been, it's been a beautiful experience talking with you. And thank you very much for having me.
1: All oh, right, so you could drop your social media account and your podcast name, so people oh, could stream.
2: Exactly. Thank you very much. Uh, so, guys, my name is Michael Lokoma, and that's uh, that's my handle across uh, social media platforms on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Um, you can find me at Michael Lokoma, and I have a podcast. It's called Peeky You. Uh, So PKU is a podcast where we share personal experiences about leadership, about uh, career and the workplace. And yeah, please do uh, check us up. We're on Anchor and Spotify and across uh, other platforms. So yeah, please stop by. It'd be nice to have you on my podcast. That's fantastic. And thanks, uh, Abby Talker, for granting me this opportunity to sell my market here.
1: Alright, thanks for creating time for us. I really do appreciate this and I'm looking forward to doing bigger things with you.
2: Oh, yes. I really can't wait.
1: <laughs> Alright. Okay. okay, thank you and have fun.
2: Yeah, you too. Have fun, you want. Alright, you have a nice day, bye.
1: Yeah, bye. So,
0: like I said before, thank you very much, Mr. Michael, for being on board with chores. Uh, This wasn't um planned for exactly and if i tell you the means that was used to have this recording and conversation you would be so surprised so it might have some cracks and stuff like that but i hope you guys were able to pick out the main things that you were supposed to pick out i know it might have been rough the voices might have been low and stuff but um we're working on it and the next collaboration is going to be better so thank you for listening to talk it out with Talker. you know how to reach me and uh i wouldn't stop loving you guys like forever and ever and ever and ever i don't know what i'm saying but learn to be different create your content differently have nice energy positive energy always be yes and less of no help people and uh Do not forget to put God first in whatever you do. So you can go ahead and become rich and famous. I'm dropping this one by praise. Rich and famous.
3: La 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 la. When I become... Rich and famous All these faces Will know who I am Cause I'll be a superstar Flashing lights And cover pages All these faces Will know who I am Cause I'll be a superstar Did you see me in the magazines Tell me, tell me What did you think of me I'm a celebrity, don't you know, don't you know, know? I break all the rules, but I figure that's what stars are supposed to do, just cause they're super cool, don't you know, don't you know, Whatever time of day, be sure to find me in my designer shades, that's how I operate, don't you know, don't you know, if I had to do this all again, man, I would change anything. The ladies love me and the